Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. So recently, I have had to face the truth that there is a difference between the things that I have always done and what I am called to. Someone challenged me to write down three things that I could say that I was very confident that I was called to. And I began filling that list in my head with the things that I have been involved in. And I realized that I was simply saying what I've done and what others have told me, the things that I have stepped in and, and done in, in the need of the situation. I was not confident that I have actually called to any of those things. So I feel like I had to restart in that, even though I've been in church for a long time, I felt like, I okay, we're, we're back to nothing. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm called to do. I don't know what this is. And so it was a lot of prayer and a lot of seeking to find what it is that God has called me to in his body, in his church, what it is that he has equipped me to do. You know, God has so much creativity in his distribution of gifts and skills and talents to his people. I believe that he has gifted us with skills to equip us for the calling that he's placed in our life. Now, some of those skills are natural talents. Some of those are going to come from just being in his will and pursuing his heart. However you get them, he does equip us to walk work in the thing that he has called us to. So I'm going to be reading two kind of lengthy passages of scripture because the Apostle Paul can say this stuff so much better than I can. But in Ephesians 4, starting in verse 11, it says, and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, and by craftiness in deceitful scheming. But, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. So Paul is saying that God has gifted different individuals to do different things and to supply different things in the body of Christ. When we realize that, when each of us gets it, that we have a part, and it may not be the same part as somebody else, but we have an, our own individual part in this body to supply something that's, that another individual is not supplying because it's not their job. It's not their part. I feel like when we realize that, that we have an individual position within the body of Christ for a specific purpose to supply a specific need, then we're not going to be so swayed by another's opinion or another's call 
for what we need to do in the kingdom. We have to understand that God has gifted us to do certain things. And although we may develop skills in other areas, I don't believe we'll ever be as effective in those things as we would be if we walked in his call. It's kind of like, think about it like this. If you tried to walk with your hands, I'm sure it's a skill that you could develop, but would you be as effective? Would you get places as effectively as if you just walked with your feet? The same with your feet. If you tried to switch the purpose of your feet and your hands and you begin to try to drive with your feet or feed yourself with your feet, when you have hands for that purpose, would you be as effective? Well, no, because you have hands that are designed and called to do those things. And when we try to plug ourselves into another area, yes, we may develop the skills necessary to survive, but will we be as effective? No, I don't think so. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul starts talking about the body of Christ again here, and, and he literally uses a, a physical body as an example. And he says, in starting in verse 12, For even as the body is one, yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, we were all made to drink of one spirit. It doesn't matter where you came from. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not part of the body. It is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not part of the body. It is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. His call, not man's call, not our call, but as he desired. For if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much more truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we deem less honorable, on these we bestow more abundant honor. And our less presentable members become much more presentable. Whereas our more presentable members have no need of it. But God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to the member which lacked so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. He's even bringing out that tendency that we have to say that one member or one part of this body is not as honorable as another part, because we tend to see the gifts like preaching or pastoring or teaching we tend those we we want to do those things we want to do the things that are seen and we dismiss the other areas of ministry and the other parts of the body because eh, they're not as honorable but they are because we can't do without the other one needs the other if we're coming to church and we just sit satisfied because of the other working parts 
the other the other people who are called and have recognized that calling and they're sitting there and they're working in the church and they're working in the body and they're supplying what is necessary for their part in the body and we are content to just come and feed off of their results if that is us rise up it is time to get up and to find that place in the body that we are called to be a producer of fruit to be a builder up of the body for edification until we all come into the stature of the fullness of Christ. We have a job to do. And it may not be to stand on stage. That doesn't mean you don't have a job to do. We cannot be satisfied with just enjoying what the rest of the body accomplishes. So instead of just saying, well, I'm not called to pastor, so I'm not part of the body. Yes, you may not be called to pastor a church. You might be called to clean it. You might be called to be an encourager. You might be called to be a sound technician or a secretary or a volunteer for everything. Yes, there is a ministry of helps just to be a support, to be the backup, to be just to be there. You have a job to do. And so whether it's something that you have always been busy in church or whether it's you've never actually been involved in the body of Christ that you are currently attending get up rise up seek the face of god to know what he has called you to do what is it that he has gifted you with what is it that he is prompting you towards what is he urging you towards to fulfill his calling in your life within the body we cannot be satisfied to not do our part so i pray conviction on you and i pray an encouragement and a passion and a desire on you to rise up and to seek God. If you don't have any idea what your calling is, start praying about it. Seek the face of God. If you have a genuine heart and a de desire to know what he would call you to do in his kingdom, trust me, he wants you to be supplying that that need. He wants you to be in that place that he has called you to be because that is how he has designed the body of Christ to work. Each individual has such an important part and an important place in his design. Maybe you're called to be a hand, but right now you're more comfortable receiving instead of giving. Maybe maybe you're called to be feet. Maybe that's your place in the body and you're okay with standing, but uh, walking, that's a little too much. We have to rise up and start living out our calling start being that part of the body that he has designed for us to be that he desires for us to be and to be passionate and not to be complacent or satisfied with the bare minimum but to step up I am called I am chosen I have a place in the kingdom of God and there is a need that needs to be fulfilled that I am qualified and called to fulfill because Jesus has redeemed me because I am now part of the family of God and I am called higher than just sitting here and relying on somebody else. But he has chosen me to be a specific part of the body and he has chosen you. So seek the face of God for your calling. Don't accept what you have always done. Don't accept what other people have spoken over you until you know from the throne room of God that it is his call on your life.